Why choose this green church? I came to TGC because I saw a place where I could grow spiritually and I also saw people who were interested in my well-being in general. They weren't actually trying to force this, um, but it kind of made me stay because I could see that it was genuine. Um, TGC make me feel like this is my home. Like I feel old. I feel like I've always wanted a place where I can showcase myself, where I can be discriminated, where I can express how I feel exactly, and that is what TGV is all about. Everything we do is based on the word of God. We don't manipulate it to our own benefit. Like, we work things good, and that is what we That's why I love There you have it. You have an insightful sermon. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. So we continue for all stopped. We are doing a commentary on the book of Colossians. Okay? So we finished Colossians 1 last week. So we are now on Colossians 2. Colossians 2. Glory to Jesus. Colossians 2. So open Colossians 2. Amen. Colossians 2. Now. Colossians 2 starts off where Paul stopped. In Colossians 1 from 24-29. It picks up from where Paul stopped in verse 24 of chapter 1 29. 24 chapter 1. Says now I rejoice in what I am suffering for you. Colossians 1 29. Now I rejoice in what I am suffering for you. And I fill up in my flesh what is still lacking. In regard to Christ's afflictions for the sake of his body, which is the church. 25. I have become his servant by the, by the commission God gave to me to present to you the word of God in its fullness. 26. The mystery that has been kept hidden for ancient generations but is now disclosed to the Lord's people. 27. So then, God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious of, of the ministry of, the, of, the, of this ministry, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. 28. He is the one we proclaim, admonishing and teaching everyone with all wisdom, so that we, so that we present everyone fully mature in Christ. To this end, I strenuously contend with all the energy Christ so powerfully works in me. So Paul ends the by saying that you know that he's contending for the believers, for the believers of Colossian Church, is contending for their maturity. He's saying that yes, they are saved, glory to God. Okay, but he's saying you know um, they shouldn't just stay because when we are, when we are born again. We are born again as spiritual babies. Now, the way you give birth to, you know, real life to physical babies, and they are born as babies, and they need to grow. So also, the believer in Christ is born a spiritual baby. Okay, so there has to be um, investment in their spiritual growth so that they can grow onto maturity. So Paul says. You know, that it contains, you know, to present everyone, not only mature, 
but fully mature in Christ. That it, you know that this for him is what he contends for strenuously. So he's showing how important Christian maturity is. And it's not enough to just be in one spot for five years, for ten years, and you'll be saying, I'm saved. I'm, yes, you are saved. Glory to God. We, we, we're happy about that, okay? But there has to be progression. There has to be growth, okay? There has to be growth, you know, in your Christian life. A healthy child will grow, okay? So, if a healthy child will eat, you know, consistently, that child will grow, okay? If the child also will listen and be taught by adults, that child will grow, you know, in wisdom and in stature. So, we also ought to desire progressive maturity. You, you can't say, you know, right now, I'm so grown, you know, I'm so good. <laughs> As in, I'm made, you know, uh, I've, I've reached here. I'm at the peak. No, there has to be continuous growth, a desire for continuous growth in Christ. It should not be okay with just where you are. There has to be desire for growth, okay? The more mature we are, the more God can commit into our hands. The more mature a child is, the more, you know, the more the parents can trust the child with errands. Okay? So, there are things that God will have you do that right now you might be unable to do them. You need to grow so you can have more capacity to do God's job on the earth. We as, a, as believers, as a church in general, as a church of Jesus Christ worldwide, there has to be a contention for growth so that we can undo much more for our Father. Okay? So, Colossians 2 verse 1. Continue from this. It says, I want you to know how hard I am contending for you and for those at Laodicea and for all who have not met him personally. Verse 2. My goal is that they may be encouraged in heart and united in love so that they may have the full riches of complete understanding in order that they may know the mystery of God, namely Christ. So, Paul keeps using this word, I contend. I contend. He's, he's saying that, you know, um, spiritual growth, you know, will not always come easy. There's a part of contending hard. Okay, so, for personal life, and, and as those that help in certain other people, that we, 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 we were helping teaching our other believers, mentoring them, and stuff like that. We have to remember that sometimes it is pure hard work. So, if you think that spiritual growth will always come cheap and easy, you know, you might be fooling yourself. And if you think, if you, if you think also that helping other, other believers to grow will always come easy, you might be tricking yourself. Okay, it says, you know, I contain very hard for them. Now, again, it shows us Paul's work ethic. You know, how hard it contains, we have to be willing to do the hard work. Okay? Whatever God commits in your hands, you know, He has committed to every believer, the ministry of, of reconciliation. So, God has put in every believer's hand the ministry of preaching to the, to, to the unsaved and edifying the saved by, you know, by sharing God's word and helping them mature. So, we have to come to these jobs, to whatever God has put in our hands with a level of sincere 
work ethic. Now, we're not saying that you will not become, you know, pastor of five foot. No, you know, even though it may not be what you do, you know, um, as a full time, right? But we are still called to preach the gospel, to pray for the sick, you know, to edify believers, okay? And we should all come at this, you know, with the appropriate work ethic. There has to be in your path proper investment in these things. So, now, we said Paul, you know, was eager about the maturity. What then is maturity? Number one, is to be no longer tossed, no longer tossed, so and through by every wind of doctrine, to be stable, okay? To be no longer tossed to and through by every wind of doctrine, Ephesians 4, 11 to 15. This is maturity. Ephesians 4, 11 to 15. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers to equip his people for works of service. So part of growth is to be equipped for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. So yes, Christ has built his church, right? But the church is still being built up. So there's what Christ has done. And there's also what we as believers must do to build up the body. He says, I will build my church. Yes, he has done that, right? He has done that in his direction. But there's also the part that we believers must do to build up the body of Christ. He has laid the foundation. Okay? Now we build on it. When Christ then resurrected, He laid the foundation of His body of the church. We now build on it. So, if it were built up, believers must mature for works of service. So, by your slacking, you are hindering the building of the body of Christ. When we stay as babies, we are hindering the building. When you stay in one spot, they are correcting you every year for the same issue. The same issue correcting for in January. Correcting for the same issue in April. You are stuck in one spot, not moving. Being, being, being corrected over the same issue over and over again. You are hindering the growth of the body of Christ. Do you understand? 13 says, Until we all reach unity in the faith and in, and in the knowledge of of the Son of God, look at it, and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. For since then we will no longer be infants, tossed back and forth by the waves, and blown here and there by every wind of teaching, and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. Look at that. So, maturity, you know, is of being stable in the faith. Okay? Not tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. You know, children, eh, you can tell kids anything and they'll believe. So, carry your, your three-year-old now and tell them a very weird story. In, in fact, okay, carry a, a one-year-old and tell them any story. They will laugh. Tell them the lion now jumped the river and now shook his head and now fell down and started crying. They'll be laughing. 
Okay? So they are tossed back and forth by everything they hear. Everything everything child hears excites him. But that must not be you. You should not be tossed back and forth by the waves, blown here and there by every wind of teaching. So maturity means, you know, growing in right knowledge, knowing what you believe and why. Do you understand? Not being easily tossed to and fro. Okay? Knowing what you believe, knowing what you have been taught, and standing on it. Okay? Very important. Very important. Okay? It also means having a good understanding of the basics of Christianity. Having a good understanding of the basics of Christianity. Having a good understanding of the basics of Christianity. Hebrews 6, 1 to 3. Having a good understanding of Christianity, of the base of Christianity, very important. Hebrews 6, 1, 2, 3. I'm looking here. Hebrews 6, 1, 2, 3. Having a good understanding of the base of Christianity. Okay? So he says in Hebrews 6, 1, 2, 3. He says, Therefore, let us move beyond the elementary teachings about Christ and be taken forth maturity. Not laying again the foundation of, re- of repentance from acts that lead to death. Look at that. And of faith in God. Verse 2. Instruction, instruction about, about cleansing rites, the laying of non-unavance, return of the dead, and eternal judgment. And God permitting, we will do so. So he says we should know that the basics, the basics that we should have learned about, repentance from acts that lead to death. That's what righteousness. Okay? Righteousness. Faith in God. Learning how to walk by faith. About cleansing rights. Okay? What, what that meant to them in, in the OT. You know, we should, we should understand what it meant to them and what it means to us right now. That we are cleansed in Christ. Glory to God. Okay? We should learn about, you know, we should know, what, what, we should know about the laying on of hands. When to, how to. We also know about return of the dead. You know, and eternal judgment, knowing you know reasonably well about you know how God will judge in the end. Okay, knowing reasonably well about about how we will rapture, about anybody in Christ. No, just knowing, knowing, knowing those basics. Knowing those basics are very important for our Christian growth. Okay, righteousness, faith, um, baptisms, laying of hands. You know, resurrection from the dead. And eternal we should know about 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 these things, okay? Those are part of the basics that we should know about. Glory to God. Glory to God. Now, Paul, if I don't know who wrote Hebrews, but some says, some says Paul. Now, in verse two of Hebrews six, it says instruction about cleansing rites. Now, um, you wonder why it's in the Bible for us as as um as the in Christ. I don't right, okay? But must know that the impulse day, this way, there are common debates. You know, the early church had a big issue separating the old from the new covenant. They had a struggle. So, they had to be taught what these things meant in new creation, new creation realities. What this, this thing that, that, that they always knew about, what it meant right now as 
Christ, as believers in Christ. Okay, so they had to know what cleansing rites meant then as as OT people and what it means now as new covenant believers. Okay, so it's not saying that we have, should have cleansing rites. No, we are cleansed in Christ, and they ought to know that. Okay, it's part of what they should know as elementary teachers about Christ that they have been cleansed in Christ. So they don't need to go back and do those cleansing rites. So I will go. On, okay, glory to God. Is that clear? Okay, so also part of maturity is formation of Christian character, formation of Christian character, formation of Christian character. Okay, there, there is a way believers ought to walk, ought to talk, ought to act. Okay, we are called to live by a very high standard of you know of behavior. You know, we are, we are meant to, you know, we are called Christians. Christians means like Christ. So we are called to, you know, to live out Christ likeness to our world. So part of the mature is formation of Christian character. So we have to grow in Christian character. How do we talk? How do we react when offended? Okay? Galatians 5 10. Galatians 5 from 13 26. Galatians 5 from 13. To 26. Galatians 5 from 13 to 26. Amen. So he says, You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. For the entire law, law is fulfilled in keeping this command. Love your neighbor as yourself. 15. If you bite and devour each other, watch out or you'll be destroyed by each other. 16. So I say, walk by the Spirit and you will not, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For that of the flesh is contrary to what, what is contrary to the spirit, and the spirit and the spirit contrary to the flesh, they are in conflict with each other. Okay, so that so that you do not do whatever you want. I will take that again. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit, and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. So they are in conflict with each other, so that you do not do whatever you want. This is what he's saying. He's saying that what the flesh nature wants is always against what the spirit wants. <laughs> what the spirit wants is always against what the flesh wants. So he's saying they are usually in a conflict. So he's saying that because of this, you should not do whatever you want. Do you understand? He's saying that because your flesh will not always agree with your spirit. You have, you have to be careful not to just do whatever impulse comes to your mind. You have to be sure that that impulse is from the Spirit. So it says in verse 18, let us find. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. So we have to be led by the Spirit. Don't just do what you want to do. Okay? You feel like kissing, you kiss. No. You feel like hugging, you hug. Be careful, okay? Don't get into trouble. Don't just do whatsoever 
whatever you want. You like talking, you talk. Be led by the Spirit. Don't just talk how you like talking. No, don't just act anyhow. Make sure that whatever you do in word and in deed is as led by the Spirit. Do we understand? Are we following? Verse 19. The acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. So you see, part of Christian character is growing in the fruit of the Spirit. Okay, is 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 being responsive to the Spirit of God leading us. Okay, if God's Spirit leads us and we use and we use His leading, we walk much more in love. That we love you, like you you, you find it easy to love. You walk, you know, you live out you live out life of love to others. You'll be joyful. You'll be at peace. The forbearance, the the kindness, the goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self control. Okay, so part of maturing as, as a believer is maturing in Christian character in the fruit of the Spirit. Amen. Amen. Also, now, part of maturing as a believer is knowing the power at work in us and operating in this power. Okay, now we also know that, right, that working in, in spiritual gifts does not always maturity. Okay, but, but they are also important and we must grow in them so that we can better edify one another, you know, and get results in ministry. So we grow in fruit of the Spirit. We also grow in the gifts. Okay, we grow in the fruits. We grow in the gifts. Very, very important. Okay, but we know from the Bible that um, being sound in spiritual gifts does not make you a mature believer. Paul told the Corinthian church in 1 Corinthians 1 from verse 4 to 7. 1 Corinthians 1 from verse 4 to 7. He said, I always thank my God for you because of his grace given you in Christ Jesus. Verse 5. For in him you have been enriched in every way with all kinds of speech and with all knowledge. God Thus confirming our testimony about Christ among you. The seven. Therefore, you do not lack any spiritual gift as you eagerly wait for Jesus Christ to be revealed. So you see here, you were a church that did not they were a church that did not lack any spiritual gift. They had everything. Prophets you what what what, 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 what of wisdom you know they had everything abundantly, right? But Paul said in First Corinthians three. First Corinthians three from verse 1 to 3. Let's go. Brothers and sisters, I could not address you as people who live by the Spirit, but as people who are still worldly, mere infants in Christ. Look at this. So he's saying that when you don't live by the Spirit, 
Even though you have the gift of the Spirit, you might not be living by the Spirit. Okay? It means that no matter the gift you have, if you are not growing in Christian character, you are carnal, you are worldly, mere infants in Christ. So, it means that you can be so spiritually gifted, you can see for Africa, as in, you can hear God, pa, you see this song, you, you do miracles, you hear the sick, you, 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 you know, Takata devils, you, you fix broken legs. But he says that if you don't live by the fruit of Christian character, okay, he says you are still worldly, mere infants in Christ. You know, so I, 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 I want us to really take note of this that we don't just judge ourselves by gift alone, but by Christian character. Are you actually growing in Christian character? Are you now? more reserved, more, more, more gentle than you were last year? Are you more patient than you, than you were last year? Are you gentler? Or are you the same angry bird of last year? Last year, and this morning, pram, you've gotten angry. Is that still who you are? Or are you growing in the fruits of the Spirit? Vasil says, I gave you milk, not solid food, for you were not yet ready for it. Indeed, you are still not ready. You are still worldly. For since there is jealousy and quarreling among you, are you not worldly? Are you not acting like mere woman? Look at that. So he's saying that when we act in ways, you know, not, not, not Christ-like, we are infants, spiritual babies, acting like mere men, Acting as though we are not new creation. This is very important. You have got to audit your character. Am I getting better? Now, it even goes deeper. Now, for some of us, this time last year, you know, when you are around a pretty babe, your head goes dagger. You have been, a year has gone. Your head still busts up when you see a fine girl. Are you growing or stagnant? Do you see Miss Bia when you see a pretty, a pretty girl? Do you see Miss Yang when, when the fine boy says hello? Amen. You go crazy over every fine boy, you know, um, broad shoulders, um, um, 12 packs, you know. I get my point here. You have got to do your audit. Am I growing in self control? No, like when you see a fine girl, just use salvation. <laughs> Are you growing in character? This is very important. Okay? Very important. Audit your character. Are you growing Christ-like? That's maturity. Maturity. So, don't, don't just only be keen on spiritual gifts. Gifts without fruit will ruin the person. We are seeing the of God. They are totally ruined by the, the gifts. ruin them. The gifts kill them. Okay? So, as you grow in gifts, make sure that you are growing in Christian character. Ask the Spirit of God for help and consistently yield to the Spirit of God. Obey. It tells you, leave that guy. Don't negotiate. It tells you, don't react. Don't revenge. Do not negotiate. Don't, 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 don't obey. Don't drag with him. Obey. It tells you, that's with do not post it. You know it's not. You know it's not. You know that it's not for that. You know. 
Do not resist to the spirit. Don't grieve him. Yield. Let him work his will towards you. Okay? There are millions of people on, on social media. They must, not, they must not hear your opinion on everything. They must not hear your opinion on everything. Okay? Practice being reserved. Practice being cultured. Someone says something stupid. They, they did not call you to reply to your word. Practice being reserved. Let the Holy Spirit lead you. Amen. Okay? Glory to God. Are we, are we following? So, part of being matured also is growing in understanding of Christ. Growing in understanding Christ. To know Christ better and better. To know Christ better and to know better and better the things have in Christ. Let's go on. Verse 3. Colossians 1. Colossians 2, verse 3. Colossians 2, verse 3. It says, In whom, talking about Christ, are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. In Christ, are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Verse 4 says, I tell you this, so that no one may deceive you by fine-sounding arguments. For though I am away from you in the body, I am present with you in spirit, and they like to see how different you are and how firm your faith in Christ is. Look at that. So we should know that Christ is the mystery of God. There is no other mystery that God is, is willing to anybody regarding salvation and our work with God. Christ is everything. He is the Alpha, the Omega. It's from beginning to the end, okay? There is no one else. There is no other name. There is no other mystery out of Christ. Okay? So, several groups and, and religions have come after Christ, you know, claiming to be the final messenger. Or something else. Just claim to want to want to want special, you know. But thank God that God already prepared us, prepared us by, by, by this by scripture, telling us expressly that Christ is the mystery of God. God knew this is what happened. So he prepared us ahead of time with, with the word to remind us every time that Christ is the mystery of God and he has been revealed to us. Okay? So, you know, he is the way. The truth and the life is the way, is the truth, and it's also the life we live. Okay, so we should not be swayed by any funny ideology. Okay, we have, we have learned already that Christ is the mystery of God and he has been revealed to us. Amen. So people, people have, and people will come with fine sounding arguments. With philosophies, you know, they sound interesting, okay? And it will make sense to the carnal mind and to the untrained believer. But we are to be on the watch. To be disciplined in the faith and not swayed here and there by every wind of doctrine. We know about, about, about the Berean believers. Said they were of more noble character than, than, than those in Thessalonica. Why? They received message with eagerness. But they always went back to examine if what Paul said was true. So, part of being mature is going back, is noble character, to go through what you are taught. Check with scripture. Do your own research, okay? Don't just take and swallow, okay? 
check. Ask them to say about, about the Berian Jews. They always checked to see if what Paul told them was true. If they checked for what Paul said, I don't know what you cannot check for. So whatever teaches you, do your own check. Okay? We are not to fall for fake deep. We are in the era of fake deep. Okay? People can post all forms of fake deep things online, everywhere. Fake deep. Okay? We are not to fall for fake deep. They sound interesting. They sound, hmm, spiritual. They sound deep. Okay? But usually madness. Okay? So be careful. Don't just be quick to fall for things that sound deep. Always check the scripture. Okay? And also, watch out for one another. Help each other stand strong in times of trouble. So when you see, when you see a fellow believer, a church member, a friend, going astray into false, uh, into false teaching and false living, watch out for one another. We see how Paul labored in prayer and teaching. How Paul labored in prayer and teaching for the believers. So also, we must do the same for ourselves and for one another. Labor in prayer and in study. Okay? See, people, 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 people may not want to hear you share the word with them. Okay? But they can't stop you from praying for them. Again, they may not want to share the word with them. But they cannot stop you from praying for them. When you see a believer in need, pray for them. Watch and pray, okay? We must watch, watch out for all the states, okay? Watch and be on the watch. You know, spot a need, spot an issue, and pray for them, okay? Supplicate for believers. Awesome. We must know that, um, let's go to, back to Colossians 2. Colossians 2, Colossians 2, Colossians 2. Okay? Verse, verse 6 says, verse, verse 6. So then, just as you have received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your life in Him, rooted and built up in Him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. Continue to live your life in Him, rooted and built up in Him, Strengthened in the faith as you were taught. Okay? But it is see to it that no one takes you captive through all and the philosophy, which rather depends on the tradition and the military forces of this world, rather than on Christ. See, he's saying that keep your focus on Christ. Don't let anyone bobo you with deep things, with high sounding things, things that look spiritual. Okay? Keep your focus on Christ. As you have been taught, as, as written in scripture, okay? Keep your focus on Christ. Amen. Verse 9. For in Christ, all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. See, he's, he's saying that. See, he's saying that. Everything you need is in Christ. Stop looking elsewhere. You know, people look, look for all sorts of things. They want power. They want wisdom. They want to belong. So they join all sorts of things to their, to their, to their Christian faith, in quotes, you know, to have more things. Okay? But Paul is telling us here that in Christ, 
dwells the fullness of the deity in bodily form. Verse says, and in Christ you have been brought to fullness. Is the head over every power and authority. Say that everything you need is in Christ. Okay, so keep your focus on Christ. Looking unto Jesus, the author and what finisher of our faith. He says, in him, you were, verse 11, in him you are circumcised. With the circumcision not performed by human hands. Your whole self, by the flesh, was put off when you circumcised by Christ. So, having been buried in baptism, you also were raised with him through your faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead. Verse 13, when you were dead in your sins and in the circumcision of your flesh, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave us all our sins. Glory to God. Push. 14. Avon cancelled the charge of our legal indebtedness, which stood against us and condemned us. He has taken it away. See, he has taken it away. Nailed to the cross. Look at this. Look at this. Paul is saying that whatever you want has been done in Christ. Your sins forgiven in Christ. Okay? Your legal indebtedness. Okay? You know, there's a law. There's a law in the OT. There's also a natural law, you know, that if you break, you get this, okay? In Christ, you know, Christ paid up for us all our legal deceit. Whatever you owed the law, Christ paid for us by nailing, by being nailed to the cross. This is, the of sin is death. So, we had a death wage to pay for sin. But Christ paid the death wage by being nailed to the cross for us. 15. And having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made, a political of, he made the political of them triumphing over them by the cross. See, Christ has thus made every power and authority none against you. He has disarmed them in your case. The man, the man is trumped over them by the cross. The man, he died to sin and died for us. You know, he died, died for sin on our behalf. The man that happens, you know, the man, man, man our, our, our death wage was taken away. So also was the, was, was the devil's strike, you know, over us taking away. So by, being, by, by dying to sin, by dying for us, he took away the devil's rights over us. So that the devil no longer has rights over you. His power has been annulled in our case. His power has been annulled in our case. Glory to God. Amen. Is that good? Is that good? Going further. Verse 16. Verse 16. Colossians 2. Are we there? Verse 16. Let us say amen. If you are there, give me feedback on, on, the, on the chat. You are following, say amen. Say I'm following. If you are following, say I follow on the on the um, Mix LR Messenger. Let me know you are following me, okay? Just give me feedback. Go to God. Waiting on us for feedback. Are we following? Verse 16. Therefore, do not let anyone judge you 
by what you eat or drink, or with, with regard to a religious festival, a new moon celebration on a Sabbath day. Okay? These are a shadow of the things that were to come. The reality, however, is found in Christ. So again, Paul is reminding us and them, you know, the church, that everything is done in Christ. Don't let anyone judge you by what you eat or drink or, 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 or about a festival, you know, um, Passover, you know, uh, one thing, one thing, okay? A new celebration, Sabbath day. Those things are a shadow of the things that were to come. Great, however, is found in Christ. Christ is for us everything. So, must be Christ focused in our faith. Eighteen. Do not let anyone who delights in false humility and worship of angels disqualify you. Such a person also goes about goes into great detail about their sin. They are puffed up with idle notions by their own spiritual minds. Look at it. So he says this people talk they, they talk they talk fake deep things, false humility, worship of angels. They just keep looking for what, what's not missing. Okay? What worship angels? Uh Elijah, Elijah. Just keep looking for what is not missing. False humility. Okay? They go into great detail about their sin. Puffed up by their idle notions, okay? By their own spiritual mind. So, so they sound so deep and spiritual, but that's just they are unspiritual. The real spiritual person, you know, aligns with the teaching of Christ. Okay? So it's not about, hey, I saw this, I heard this. It's what you are saying in line with the word. Like it says, they have lost connection with the head. From wood to whole body, supported and held together by his ligaments and sinews, grows as God causes it to grow. Look at this. 20. Since you died with Christ to the elemental spiritual force of this world, why as though you still belong to the world, do you submit to his rules? Do not undo. Do not taste. Do not touch. These rules, which have to do with things that are, this, that are destined to perish with use, are based on merely human commands and teachings. 23. Such regulations, indeed, have an appearance of wisdom. Look at them. They, they have, see, so they have an appearance of wisdom, okay, with their what? With their self-imposed worship, their false humility, and their harsh treatment of the body, but they lack any value in restraining sensual indulgence. Now, if you watch Game of Thrones, you remember that, that religious group that came and were so strict, they had, they were so strict, so annoying, they had, they had, they even had the mark on their body, you know, Try, try to force people to, to obey their rules and stuff like that, you know. But we, we see that even in that movie, they were, terrib- they were terrible, terribly behaved. Okay, so even though, even though they looked like they were they humble, you know, um, zealous, but we see even in that that it was false humility and fake, fake deep. Okay, they, they, they were as bad or worse than the people that they were trying to correct. So also, be, be weary of these fake deep things. This, you know, they look so deep, they look so sound, okay? They are not according to Christ. They have plenty of rules. Don't touch this. Don't touch that. Um, do, don't do this. Don't eat meat. Don't marry. All sorts, okay? They, are, they look spiritual, but they are, you know, m- merely 
woman teachings, okay, you know, and they have no value in restraining sensual indulgence. Amen. So we see this finally in First Timothy four. First Timothy four. First Timothy four verse one to three. Are we following? It says verse one, first Timothy four. The spirit clearly says that in latter times some will abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits and things taught by devils. Such teachings come through hypocritical liars whose suggestions have been seared as with a hot iron. They forbid people to marry and order them to abstain from certain foods which God created to receive the given by those who believe and who know the truth. So, they make rules. They make rules. You would think those rules are spiritual. You know, they are humble. They are noble, right? He's saying that, uh, that guys, keep your focus on Christ. Always check with the word. Don't be swayed by false, deep things. So, right now, you know, the same issues they face in Paul's day, the early church, we are facing the same issue right now. Issues with wrong doctrine, you know, with, with devils, you know, trying to enter the church with, with, with straight teaching. So they come to the church, they, they look like us, talk like us, but they are they are, they are demonic agents in that doctrine, okay? Some of them are even, some of them are even, they are even, they are, they are even sincere teachers, okay? But they allow themselves to go into, they allow them to go into, to go into error. So he's saying that, check whatever you hear to be sure that the source is God. How will you know? It will, it will align with scripture and with the finished work of Christ. Keep Christ at focus. Grow in your faith. Don't be swept to and fro by everything you hear. So now, I right now, we are still in a battle of ideologies. You know, we are, we are right now in another generation. In this generation, everyone has about knowledge, 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 okay? So, you know, but must know that these issues are not new. They're the same battles that the people of the early church faced. You know, so we have, in this day, what sort of what sort of ideological philosophies that, that suggest that you know that you are smarter, you are more gracious, you are more, you're more, you're more tolerant, and more human by believing in things outside of Christ and connect to Christ again. We face doctrines and ideologies and philosophies that tells us that we are smarter, more gracious, more tolerant, and more human by believing in things that are outside of Christ and contrary to Christ. We must be on our guard. Keep your focus on God. Okay? Keep your focus on Christ and His finished work. Let no fine sound philosophy make you turn back from what you have believed in Christ. Christ is sufficient. Christ is wise enough for us. Okay? He's also not enough for us. So we must keep our focus on Christ. Is that good? Have we learned? Okay? In Christ is our life. Always check everything to be sure they are in line with Scripture. Okay? And much more. Grow in maturity as a believer. Amen. Hey, hope you were blessed by the sermon. Feel free to visit our website www.thisgreenchurch.org for more info. God bless you.